Welcome to Beauty in the Business Beast. My name's Debbie Lewis from Salon Angels, and today's episode is sponsored by Salon Socials. Welcome back to Beauty and the Business Beast. How on earth is it August? My August guest here on the virtual sofa is the lovely Layla. Uh, Layla, please do introduce yourself. Tell us who you are and what you do. Thank you, Debbie. My name is Layla Tora. I am the founder of the Beauty Boss Academy. And there's so much more um, in your armory. I know today we're going to talk about the Beauty Boss Academy, but just give us a quick whistle-stop tour of um, your, your background. So when did you first enter the industry? Drop us a couple of names of some of your other businesses, because I know that you are involved in a number of them, uh, up until present day. So how did you end up with the Beauty Boss Academy? Okay, so I was 18. I was uh, at beauty school, like many of us, um, attending a year of level two in beauty therapy. Um, And when I was 19, I opened my first business, which was my unisex beauty salon. Eight years later into that salon, I started teaching for one of the biggest nail brands in the world, CND. And I was actually really fortunate um, to be part of the invention of CND Shellac, the world's first gel polish to hit the market. Uh, that was pretty fun, but definitely, definitely catapulted me into the world of distribution. Um, that then took me into my next business, which is still very much going now, the Creative Beauty Group, some 14 years later. And within those 14 years, I then obviously gained experience in um, distribution at the next level, which is manufacturing, going straight to the source. Um, And then I drip drip fed a few brands of my own along the way. How exciting. It's quite an unusual journey. I mean, I work with a number of manufacturers, distributors, wholesalers, salon owners, but never before have they all been the same person. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So congratulations on such a phenomenal journey. Um, So I, I guess now at Beauty Boss Academy, am I right in understanding that this was a brainchild of lockdown? Absolutely. It really was. Um, With the Beauty Boss Academy, it's really about filling the gaps in what salon owners are not getting informed about, not being educated, just not being given the tools from beauty school. And there's some argument there because you go to beauty school to learn how to paint nails, to learn the anatomy and physiology, to learn the direction of applying the wax. That is really what it's all about. But learning the technique is one thing running a successful business, having the mindset, having all the tools in place um, is quite another. And so the Beauty Boss Academy felt like it was the perfect time to launch something like that during lockdown where salon owners were obviously forced to close their doors and work on their business in a way that they've never really had the time to before. You know, and I think that was one of I mean, we've got it. We've got to try and find some positives in COVID. Right. Yeah. And I think one of the positives is, like you say, so many business owners have ended up in business through passion, uh, pure determination or luck in some instances. Yeah. Um, they never really set out to have a business and certainly never planned or studied for it. And they get there, they grow a team accidentally and they, they really don't know where to go for, for education and advice. And let's not even start talking about, you know, marketing. 
<laughs> We've all suddenly it, got to have a degree in social media. Absolutely. It really has been until recently, the blind leading the blind. It really has. So it's not their fault. They weren't given the tools. And, you know, me as an ex-salon owner, you know, I certainly wasn't given the tools and how to position myself in my local market before you know, the likes of Instagram and Facebook came around and social media in general. Um, there was no confidence in um, upping my prices or increasing my prices when the prices of my suppliers were going up. Because again, we, we didn't have those conversations or those, those training um, things happen in, in beauty school. And then you are really kind of left to learn on the job. <laughs> you really yeah. are. Hundred percent, and and my journey was much the same. I guess like you, I grew up with social media launching, so Facebook for business was not a thing when we were, you know, at the beginning of our journey. And I think that that puts us in a really fortunate position that we have only had to learn one platform at a time. Yeah. Now, if you're coming into a brand new business, you've got five that you need to be able to understand. Um, yeah. do as well as all of the bookkeeping and the legal and the infrastructure and, and everything else so how does the beauty uh, boss academy support business owners in the hair and beauty industry how do people access it and use it okay so there's a couple of things that we do within the academy we have a paid members section or area where once a month i show up with a monthly deliverable it's called a success kit Sometimes it's business, sometimes it's marketing, because a huge pain point even now with all the upskilling that lots of salon owners have done, even now a huge pain point is still marketing because it really is a minefield. I am leaning quite a lot into marketing strategies at the moment, not just teaching them everything, but more so what works for a salon um, environment, online or offline, what we need to know as salon owners. So it's really tangible and they can really take action. So that's my monthly membership um, area. And then I have um, off the shelf digital courses, um, which are more lower value, um, but they're obviously very topic specific. Um, and the idea here is to not overwhelm anybody that enters the ecosystem of the Beauty Boss Academy, because as well as learning all these new things, they've got to also run their business, you know, and find that balance between home life and, and salon life. I don't want to go giving them another whole load of stuff to learn. Um, so that part of the academy is very bite-sized. And then my other section are my programs, my six-week or eight-week programs that come with mentorship um, and modules dropped into the academy week by week. So I can really hold their hands and focus on whatever area that they want to focus on. Yeah. And I don't know about you, but I love that community aspect when you're I've seen that your groups are incredibly engaged and they really, you know, cheerlead each other. It's a really safe space to share their concerns. Um, you must love that. Oh, I do. There's the ladies in there and the gents, but that is just lovely. And I'm quite pleased as well that I have other groups uh, attached to my other businesses and they're a lot more heavier trafficked. Whereas with this one, the rules are very simple. The questions are really ought to be, you know, marketing related or business related, not about colors of nail products. Or That's what the other groups are there for. So the traffic is in some ways less, but I like that because it shows me that they're busy in their business. If they were sat on there all day, every day, that would show me that they're getting nowhere fast and they've got all the time in the world to be sat on Facebook. So I like that metric to know that it's 
definitely quality over quantity and I love I just love, love everybody in that group yeah nice oh, group. amazing and it's great to see you showing up all the time you know whether that's a Facebook live or a clubhouse session or a you're really out there and, and you know be, being visible and serving and, and so that's really amazing to see do you find yourself constantly giving the same piece of advice over and over and over again do your salon businesses typically have shared problems yes definitely I mean because I'm known before the Beauty Boss Academy was launched from being a salon supplier or being that person's trainer or certainly have crossed paths somewhere at an exhibition perhaps they know that I have teams so often the questions will come to me from salon owners that have a team behind them you know they employ and sometimes that blurred lines again between friendship and employer and employee and I'm I'm firm but I'm fair with my team and I'm very transparent about that so I have a lot of questions come to me about that but also something that comes up a lot and this really really shined a light when the salon owners went back in April was I really really make the word no a big deal in my everyday language and I say to them you know go for the no because when you go for the no you grow through the no and so I've done it through my teachings my free trainings my challenges and all the things that we did together in the lockdowns when they had the opportunity to then implement the no Oh my God, the amount of tags I got on Instagram and DMs I received to say, oh, I've said no to a client and she was okay with it. And, and, and it's like, I told you, you will grow through the no. So definitely that one. <laughs> Layla, tough love Torah. I love it. <laughs> and what about advice that you've been given? What's the best piece of advice um, you've ever received and who is it from? Well, I'm constantly, even now, um, getting advice from my family. We're very business savvy. Um, I've got lots of siblings. Um, we all have a lot of businesses around us. So we talk business around the table a lot. Um, but definitely what sticks in my mind is a conversation I had with the wonderful Doug Shoon. Doug Shoon is a very well-known and very well-respected uh, scientist in the nail world. And for the first... Um, eight years, no, maybe seven, seven years of my career, um, I was predominantly serving the nail industry, the nail professionals. But I definitely saw the synergy between nails and tanning. So this is really part of my very first branching out of launching my own brand onto the scene, which was my spray tan brand. It's called Exposed. It's my baby. I love it so much. Um, but I was having a few little conflict in my own mind of, Am I here to serve the nail professional? But can I really do that at the same time as launching my own brand whilst I'm serving and selling and representing other people's brands and not just other people's brands, but the biggest in the world. So no pressure. Um, and he just said over a whole chicken at Nando's actually. <laughs> he got a whole chicken and he went, Layla, just do it. He goes, you know, you're on the floor with your clients. And at this stage of my career, I was, I, I'd opened my first distribution store. So I wasn't in the classrooms anymore by this point, but I was on the store floor talking to salon owners all day, every day. And I just knew that if I brought them a good quality product that didn't conflict with what was already on my shelves, it would definitely expand my opportunities, my everything, my business, my customer's business, my impact, my income, all of that stuff. But I was having a few little mind blocks as to whether I could do both. And he just went, Layla, 
just go for it. And I thought, you know what? I will. <laughs> and oh, that was amazing that. advice. Yeah. And I love how you took it. It sounded very glamorous right up until you said cheeky Nando's. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love a cheeky real. <laughs> and being somebody who is clearly passionate about our industry and, and you've spent a huge amount of your well, your whole career um, in the industry, what are your pet peeves? If you could wave a magic wand, what is the first thing that you would change or do you have a wish for our industry? Yeah, I mean, I'd have to really dig deep for this one. But if I was if I had to come up with an answer, it would be the comparing. I do see a lot of salon owners just wasting so much energy on comparing themselves to the salon down the road or you know even just the other day in one of our clubhouse rooms a lady raised her hand and said there's a new salon opening up in the street just opposite me I don't know how I feel about that and I said just you do you you know you've got your clients and your um you know positioning and your point of difference and they will do them and actually you might surprise yourself that you could be really good friends and lean on each other's businesses from time to time and help each other out from time to so just less of the comparing I would say and just really focus on your own growth there really is enough business out there for everybody for sure um and in some high streets in some towns you have six or seven salons Absolutely. and I, I remember when I had my salon we we were opening up in in different uh, different sites and we would be really mindful of you know what already exists in this ecosystem because you don't want to saturate it you want an amount of, of um, clientele to go around but actually it's one of the only um, shops on the high street where you could have five and they could be entirely different I mean you could could not get more differentiation um, in, in like you say the USP of each one or the theming the styling the type of, of customers. Uh, yeah. as well as the type of staff. And I, I absolutely agree with you that people should stay in their lane, but we, we were never more committed to um, success than when a competitor opened up. Oh, definitely. <laughs> like a kick up the bum, is there, with, with yeah. that when it happens? When I opened my salon, when I was 19 and opened Layla's, my first, sal my first business, I was the seventh salon in that road. And I purposely positioned myself on that salon because that part of town was known as that's where you go for all at that, at that time, the market really was nails. Nails was huge. Everybody was still wearing pink and white acrylic nails, you know, um, but I wanted to be in with the area that is known where all the, where all the good salons are. And we were, none of them were the same, myself and all the other six, we were so different, you know? So yeah, Absolutely. And I guess staying on that theme of uh, reflection uh, and also comparing yourself, um, who have been your biggest influences in your business life? Hmm. I actually want to bring it back to my family because we're, like I say, we're very, I'm, I'm one of 11. I've got eight brothers and two sisters and I'm number two in that order. So if I'm not getting advice, I'm giving advice to the siblings below. And so we definitely around the table and we get around the table very regularly. Um, we're constantly thrashing out business advice and business ideas and just new business opportunities, in fact, um, all the time, all the time. So, yeah. <laughs> And you guys as a family are still very much involved um, in, in salon business, aren't you? You actively have businesses, employ staff, 
are yeah. still in in salon yes we do so i have the creative beauty group which is 14 years old that's my distribution company and partnered with that is the training um providing side of that um one of my siblings um owns a salon and I supply the salon and one of my other siblings is one of my full-time educators um, within the beauty industry um, and we're just about to open another two um, in this month so yeah we're very not just into business but beauty business as well absolutely. <laughs> Talk about practice what you preach yeah. um, and the other thing that you're really um, walking the talk with is um, being managing your your business as an absent manager because until recently you were living out in Marbella is that right yeah um so I was living in Spain yes Marbella for three years wow. um decided to move back in September actually my mother-in-law got diagnosed with dementia oh, I'm sorry. so yeah it just made it just made sense to be here when family needs us you know you have to show up and give back you know all the years that they are there when we're children and now we're the older ones and they're you know they need us the roles definitely reverse so um I still have my home there love that's like my little escape bubble now <laughs> um but absolutely I moved away and I remotely I had obviously my managers here but I remotely accessed things because you can nowadays and in fact it's just got even more so um but yeah I love I love my personal positioning of um not having to be part of that business um so much and I truly believe anybody can do it you know it's very much down to mindset and structure yeah absolutely where where you where you focus you get results I guess so yeah. when you suddenly cannot be physically present you just find a way yeah. um and and I know that you you coach um salon owners um and, and all the time one of the challenges that we find coming up is I want to remove myself from performing treatments or I want to do less treatments and typically that's to focus on my business and that's that's what you've done you've removed yourself from that business to be able to work purely strategically was that hard for you no <laughs> I've got to be honest not really Love that. Um, because you know at the end of the day what are we doing it for we're working so we can live our life we're not living to work you know so my businesses have to fall into um what I want not the other way around so I I'm obviously emotionally attached to some of my brands of course because they made big changes in my life um but no I try to not be too emotional when it comes to business because you know it's just something to fuel and help you get from A to B so no it's <laughs> so refreshing to hear that um it really is now I know that you have got so much on the go with your various businesses and various activities um tell me a little bit about what the next um 12 months will bring for you and each of your businesses so where are you plowing your efforts and uh, where will we find you and see you Okay, so with the Creative Beauty Group, we still have our classroom-based educators and education. Um, I popped a lot, not all of them, but most of them, um, my, my courses online back in February of last year. So online education is very much a focus for the future to keep growing and nurturing that. Um, I've got a couple of conversations happening right now with franchising my Lip Envy No Needle Filler brand. Um, my first one being Israel of all countries. <laughs> so that's definitely something that's happening right now, but definitely just embracing the change with what's going on around us with the online pivot. Um, 
there's still absolutely a need for face-to-face -face education. I'm not saying there isn't, and we still do that and continue to do that. But, you know, people just um, run busy lives and busy businesses. And if it's more convenient for them, then why would we not put that in place? So definitely just focusing more on what we can do online moving forward, which also helps me, um, you know, with my touring and going between here and Spain. <laughs> Your jet set lifestyle. <laughs> have you been surprised at how well our industry has adapted to online because we are creatures of habit and we are for many of the business owners that that i speak to they they do things the way they've always done them that we don't have huge innovation within the beauty industry particularly um have you found them slow to adopt or have they been all over it and they love it a bit of both it really depends on what area like for example technology technology just went next level in um, the pandemic that was quite hard for a lot of salon owners that are not so tech savvy to start learning on how to show up online and how to be seen as a brand and just even understanding themselves as a walking talking brand and then all the other stuff that comes around it the graphic design and the cutting and editing of videos that we've now got to be doing and yeah, the technology part definitely has been something that has been quite hard for the industry. Going back to the online learning, though, again, there's some um, training schools that have really embraced the online shift and they've gone and moved a lot of their education online. Some people are still uh, resisting the online learning, which I, I understand, but I think they're never going to beat it. And really, if anything, it just stops their own growth. So... So, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I have to, you know, hands up. I was one of the first to say, how on earth can you be qualified in massage or reflexology when you haven't touched them and they <laughs> haven't experienced your pressure? And but, you know, like everything, we have to evolve. And um, I love the idea of endpoint assessment being done physically, but that the learning journey can be done virtually. And, and like you mentioned, just as an educator that opens up the entire globe to us um, in terms of reach and impact and actually the UK are considered head and shoulders above many other countries when it comes to hair and beauty education so um, what a fantastic opportunity and um, so if people want to connect with you, and I'm conscious that we've kind of mentioned a number of your, your business elements, but what's the best way? I was chuckling to myself a moment ago when you said about um, social media, because I heard your room on Tuesday night with the lovely Chris Foster, the profile guy. You were doing a segment on keeping reels real. And uh, Chris said, I just want to live my life. I don't want to have to keep thinking about content and uh, you guys he was right though he was, he was you right. guys always keep it real on a tuesday night so i know you're on clubhouse and thank you i know you join us often on a sunday evening on our salon surgery um are you still doing your daytime segments yeah so we have um breakfast with beauty bosses every monday morning five past nine tuesday evenings obviously with uh, the profile guy at eight o'clock and then i'm with your lovely self every sunday evening in salon surgery so i've kept it it used to be as you know for months and months every single day but it's different times now because obviously everyone's back in their salons um and so we are calling our rooms our virtual staff rooms um lots of people now rather than engaging and you know coming 
involving themselves in the conversation. They're now using Clubhouse more like a radio station where it's propped up on the side whilst they're folding towels and mopping the salon's floors and things like that, which is fine, but they've had to change it up a little bit because everyone's back in work now, back in their salons and they're so labor heavy once they're in there. Yeah, and it's so hard. You know, we know that there's late nights, there's weekends. There's never a good day. Is There's never a good time. So it's just trying to sprinkle it around to, to catch people when you can. So please don't stop doing that. We love listening to you on Clubhouse. Um, but where else can people connect with you? Well, we have the free um, support group on Facebook, the group that you were talking about earlier. That's the Beauty Boss community. You'll often hear me refer that as the BBC, but now we have two. We've got the Beauty Boss community on Facebook and then we have the Beauty Boss Club on Clubhouse, so the BBC um that's always a nice place and where you can often find me hanging out there but also our social media handles beauty boss hq on instagram and facebook as well amazing at uh, bbc without the license fee <laughs> yes <laughs> absolutely <laughs> is there anything we haven't talked about today that you would like our listeners to know about you your businesses or or is there anything you'd like to to round up with a thought a wish for the future well, if it's okay with you, I could do a little mention about the beauty exhibition coming up. Absolutely. So um, October the 3rd and 4th, uh, we have Olympia Beauty, my personal favourite out of the collection of exhibitions we get. Um, it's definitely going to be a different vibe this year because traditionally people go to the shows to get show deals and to shop around and meet new brands. Because we've been in lockdowns, though, for so long, people have been buying online. They've been buying deals online. They've been meeting new brands online and all the ways that lots of businesses in the beauty world, you know, spun it to show up online. Um, the show this year is very much going to be all about the experience as opposed to the sale. And I think because we've all been sat at home with our loved ones, and we've enjoyed that, of course, and now we've only just got back into our salons in the last couple of months, we're very much in our own little worlds when it's in our salons. But when we go to the shows, we're back within our tribes, you know? So people that just have the same passions and values as us, whether it's um, inspirational, educational, just networking. So the 3rd and 4th of October at Olympia Beauty, I am putting on a event. It's called the Beauty Boss Clubhouse Conference. And the idea behind this is really just to put voices to faces. I cannot tell you how many people, you included actually, that we have spoken so much on Clubhouse, yet we've never physically met, you know? And so what an opportunity to bring everybody together uh, where everybody met once upon a time, way back in January on Clubhouse, um, and just make it an experience like the ultimate um, beauty boss event, really. So that's taking place at the show. I'm really looking forward to that. Oh, amazing. And, and you know what? Guilty. I put my hands up. It's been a number of years since I've attended any of the exhibitions and I hear people saying, I mean, I don't have a salon anymore, so I've got less reason to, to attend. But um, I listen to people saying, oh, it's, it's not like it used to be or 
But if we don't support it, if we don't attend, the big names are not going to invest. It is a huge investment in time and people, as well as um, exhibition stands and, and product, etc. cetera. Um, we have got to make it worth attending and it's chicken Absolutely. and egg. Yeah. Um, so I, I really do hope that people will support Olympia as well as professional beauty this year. And if nothing else, like you said, go to network um, there, like you said, so much um, um, of the focus this year is going to be on networking, meeting, education. I know that everyone felt like they got webinar to death over lockdown. So this is more about go and talk to people. And particularly if you're a business owner, there's so few places where you can go and be inspired because you're so busy inspiring everyone else. Mm -hmm. I would love to see these, these shows really grow in there. Uh, I mean, you could be stood next to one person and they could just say one thing or share one piece of information. And that could just be a light bulb moment for you of maybe a mind block you're having or something you're considering, but you're hearing it from somebody else, another salon owner, they're saying it works for them or it didn't work for them. But yeah, definitely rubbing shoulders with um, people like ourselves that have the same passions. Um, I just love the shows. I'm, I, I've been exhibiting though at the shows for 10 years now. So I'm definitely all in on the shows. I'm not actually having a stand this year though. It was a hard decision. It was a hard decision, but I, like I said, I think the shows were more about the experience and the sale um, for the visitors and for me too, which is what made me decide to not go to sell, uh, but just to be present and just in, and enjoy the industry coming back to life, really. So, Amen. Well, three top tips for exhibitions. One, comfortable shoes. Every time. <laughs> wear layers because it goes from freezing to boiling in a heartbeat and then the third one an over the shoulder strap bag oh yes because oh, <laughs> <laughs> you will get barged and it is hard to carry carry bags have you got any other builds no I think you've covered it actually and definitely the shoes because I don't know from the last time when you went to a show but a lot of the visitors they get so doled up for these things and I think <laughs> No, you're going to regret that girlfriend when I see them coming in with their massive heels on and, and yeah, so no, definitely the heels for sure. Lose the heels. <laughs> uh, and also so many, um, so many people from the industry dragging their partner along, whether that's male, female, dragging Carrying their partner along carry the bags <laughs> that's it so leave them at home bring the people from the salon you know make it a real salon vibe I absolutely love that what a note to end on <laughs> Leila thank you so much it has been so wonderful to speak to you today and to hear more about what you're doing please thank keep you. showing up and being so real and authentically you <laughs> thank you Debbie thanks for having me Thanks for joining me on Beauty and the Business Beast. My name's Debbie Lewis from Salon Angels. If you need business coaching, networking with other salon individuals or recruitment solutions for your salon, don't hesitate to get in touch with us. Find us on any of the social media channels. Just search Salon Angels. Thanks also to our sponsors of this episode, Salon Socials. They've created a fantastic social media planner to help you get organised 
and in control of your social media scheduling. And they also run an incredible Monday marketing meetup online every week between 12.30 and 1.30 to help you get set for the week ahead with your social media posting. We'll see you next time.